Good morning and welcome to Inspired, your grown-up girl talk, episode 17. This is Stacey Fleece. I'm here with Samantha Tredelius and Jennifer Tovani, and we are looking forward to spending the next 30 minutes with you talking raw, unedited, because we don't know how. And life, frankly, is unedited. So there we go. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. We are here today with the incomparable businesswoman extraordinaire, Christina Flack. Christina, how are you? Hi, ladies. How are you? Thank you for having me on today. It's fantastic to have you here. Thank you. Uh, Tell us a little about you and your business and and, uh, what, what you're doing these days. Well, I am the founder and CEO of Pretty Girl Makeup. I am a celebrity makeup artist. I am the mother of five. I also am a sepsis awareness advocate and um, evidently a grief expert. Oh. Speaking about grief. Uh, since by my- accident or by design? Um, it kind of just segued. I, my husband, Ken Flack, uh, was a professional tennis player and he passed away from sepsis. So after he passed away three years ago, I started doing a bunch of interviews about raising awareness for sepsis because we were unaware of it when it happened. And I felt that if people, the the sepsis awareness, uh, sepsis Alliance came to me after Ken passed away and asked if they could, you know, use his likeness and if I would be willing to speak about uh, the signs of sepsis so more people wouldn't lose their significant other or, you know, loved one because of sepsis. So And then they started asking me about grief and how I deal with it. And so that's kind of how that happened. And um, because I feel that, you know, when your loved one passes away, they're kind of what I feel like they're what they're with us and they're watching down on us. And I felt I was on a hike one day and I felt that I could hear my husband telling me like watching me crying alone at night in bed was killing him because he couldn't really comfort me the way he normally would you know, when he was here. And so, you know, I I just felt like how awful that must feel for him to be watching me just sad all the time. So I just felt like you can grieve, but you can do it in a, in a, in a manner that's positive, such as, you know, uh, raising awareness for sepsis. Um, I started two foundations at the Northern Light School in Oakland, California for um, underprivileged children that go to private school in my husband and my son Bo's name, who also passed away uh, on Christmas day when he was four and a half months old. And so I feel that, you know, you can raise, you know, you can honor your loved one in a positive way uh, and not just being sad doesn't mean you're, you're, you're missing them or honoring them, you know, or so that's, those are my thoughts on, on grief. (laughs) Wow. That's a lot. I mean, grief is really tough to get over and you've had uh, probably more than your share of that so far at such a young age as well. You don't expect to lose a child or a husband in your journey usually. No, and my mother and yeah, it, it, it's a lot. And um, you know, it's interesting. I don't think you ever get over grieving. You just learn to manage it in a, in a way that's um, in a positive way that you can learn to function and be happy again and, and move on with your life. It's, you know, I just feel like it, I have, you know, four other children that are living obviously. And, you know, the best thing that I can do for them is to show them a positive, happy example of my life, because if I'm not doing that, then how do I expect them to have a positive, healthy, happy life? So that was 
you know, that does help because I do have them. And it's really important. They've had the loss of their brother and their, their stepfather, who they were incredibly close with. And, you know, I, I just feel that it's important for them to, you know, have a productive, healthy, happy life. So. And I think that you're such a visionary with this concept because, I mean, I know you personally very well. You're, you're my girl. And I'm honored to be one of them. (laughs) Yeah. And I, you know, I was there with you when, you know, this, this happened. And I, my husband was like on the golf course with Ken 24 hours before he, you know, was, was in the hospital. And so, you know, this journey that you've been on has been, it's been amazing. And like, when you were talking about, I was getting the chills just because it was like this, this energy that you're getting out of you, um, taking such a sad negative thing and making it into something positive is amazing and it's very admirable. And I think that that is something that a lot of us don't know how to do. And you've really kind of done this and it's just kind of happened organically for you. So I think that deserves a big gold star. So yay you. Um, But also like, I think it's important to talk about not only like, you know, what you've come in a positive way, but there were some dark times, you know, like this was, this was a big life disaster for you. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, there's no glam about it. Like, it was just shit, okay? It was shit, and it was ugly. And I, you know, I was grateful to have, like, for example, you show up at my door. I remember one night you and your sweet little girl showed up with a bubble bath. basket for me, a bubble bath and a candle, and, and, and hugged me and loved me. And it's like, if I didn't have my, my wives, my girlfriends through this time, I don't think I would have survived it. Because just the, lo- you know, it's amazing. Women are so powerful. <laughs> nice light, powerful and strong. And, you know, they, we are there for each other. And that's the most beautiful thing I think um, that I have in my life is this strength and this bond with all these amazing women, like the three of you that, you know, have helped me through really dark times to get to back to the light, because I want to live in the light. I don't want to live in this dark place. And believe me, I still have moments and hours that I am depressed and sad and crying and and it's difficult and I feel all alone and I'm terrified but you know I take a breath I go to yoga I go on a hike I call one of you and go okay fix me do something you know make me laugh or something and and it's really it's such a blessing you know that but you have to you have to want that and you have to receive it and welcome it I think totally no totally um, now I want to switch gears to something a little different. I want to talk about business and I live by you. And so I drove by your house a couple of weeks ago and there was like a full blown like film crew. And I was like, oh my God, what are you doing? And you're like, I'm shooting a commercial in my house. Um, <laughs> so the work that you're doing is not only print, it's, you know, commercial stuff. You're doing all types of makeup for all types of people. What kind of got you going in this industry and like, how have you stayed relevant for all these years in this, you know, never ending change industry? I think, yeah, I'm so blessed. I mean, I have amazing agents that, you know, represent me, that get me these incredible jobs, but what you're referring to that day. So my birthday was in February and it always seems since my husband has passed, some amazing miracle happens right before my birthday. So I got a phone call from a producer in LA Um, asking if they could rent out my house for two days for an exorbitant sum of money. And they wanted to hire me for an exorbitant sum of money to do the hair and makeup. And it was like, 
angels from, obviously it was angels from heaven because that does not happen in real life, but it happens in mine. And I was incredibly grateful that I was able for two days to have this happen. So it's great. I, um, I think you have to flow with what's going on in the world. You know, I, I just, I got another call uh, this week from a man that I did a TV show with Isaiah Washington in last, before the shut-in. Um, he remembered me, he's doing a commercial and he, they asked him who his favorite makeup artist was. And he said me, which was super nice. So I'm getting flown down to LA for two days in June to work on that. And then Isaiah's doing, um, Isaiah Washington is going to do another series um, in June as well. So I'll be working on that. So I, I'm very blessed that, you know, these jobs pop up and, and it's so much fun and it's, you know, it keeps life definitely very interesting. Well, you're pretty well connected. Um, and I'm curious who, or I'm not sure if you could even say, but who, who's been your biggest uh, joy to work with and, and maybe who's your biggest challenge? Mm. Well, I really enjoy all my, I mean, I know that sounds like, I really do enjoy everyone. I find some joy in all of them. Um, I, I really had a lot of fun with Isaiah Washington. I mean, it was an incredible honor working with Condoleezza Rice and with Metallica and Journey and Bobby Flay and, and you know, Tyler Florence, I work with a lot and they're all special to me, you know, but uh, Isaiah is probably my, my specialist one right now because he's the one I've, I, you know, I did a TV series with him. So I, you know, we spent a lot of time together and he's a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to working with him again. Do you find that your approach in business now is different? Well, was, was there, was there a, a, a different appreciation before your life became like a bad game of Jenga and everything kind of crashed uh, versus now where, you know, I love that. I love that you say you find joy in everybody. Cause I don't, um, but I, I strive to, Happiness is. A I would strive to be there. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, please, I tell you, there's plenty of people that are pain in the ass and, you know, I just go, oh, I send them love and light, love and light and good God, get me through this day. But I have to say, <laughs> I'm going to steal that. Right. Most of the time people are, you know, you, I always, I enjoy the time I spend with people, even if they're in a foul mood, I get a look, I have a doctorate in difficult. Okay. Like I deal <laughs> with difficult people. I've had teenage daughters. And like I've got plenty, I can deal with a lot of, of difficult, um, but I, I really enjoy getting to know people at really a deep level. And when you, okay, the presidential uh, limousine just drove by my house. What's up with that? I'm not kidding. With flags. Okay. Sorry. Out the way. Did, 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 it, did we know he was going to be in Novato? I don't know. But I know yeah, Novato, right? Are you doing his makeup? <laughs> Have done his makeup. Um, yeah, it's in my portfolio. President Biden. Um, anyway, I enjoy meeting people and even experiencing their difficulties and in, in just listening, being able to listen to them. And that is part of my job being a makeup artist is to listen to people and, and to know when to be quiet or to speak and, or listen, you know, you just have to kind of gauge their mood. And I've kind of got a, a good skill doing that in a, in a very quick time. Are the bridezillas <laughs> really like, did, have you had the is it the mothers of the brides or like the brides that are the crazy ones? I always want to know which one's it's worse. So interesting. 
it's, it's, I've had the mothers be a pain. I've had a few brides that were like, I don't know how anyone married you. Like, that's what I, <laughs> how, did you, how did you get someone to put a ring on? And then I've had uh, bridesmaids that were, you know, really challenging. And so it just depends on the group. And then most of the time, you know, everyone's very chill and pleasant, but there's always a few. I, you know, I have an agent in Cabo. And so I go down there and do a lot of destination weddings. And there's times, you know, when they're drinking too much and they just go sit in the sun and their makeup melts off. And then they're like, oh, look what happened. Fix it. It's like, I fixed you twice. I, you know, no. I'm not fixing you again. I'm, I'm not, not fixing you again. So the challenge, I, I mean, I want to know, like, have you ever been called on a, sh on a shoot? And I'm assuming you have been because that's probably why they hire you. But they've got a scar or some fucked up thing that happened. And can we say that? Anyway, just um, <laughs> but they have something we don't, we on don't their get it, face. Remember? I know they have something on their face or, or one eye that's, you know, higher than the other. And, and you're looking at them going, wow, I have to make this look good. Like how, how are you going to do that? And all the time. I mean, for example, uh, Hillary Swank, um, she flew in for Bul a Bulgari opening and Bulgari sent jewelry over for her. Christian Dior sent makeup for me to use. And I wrote an article on it and her, she had an incredibly terrible case of acne on her forehead that I'm like, Oh my God, I don't know what to do. And I have that a lot. Um, I've had a lot of models with acne, um, with scars and I'm really, I, I am good about getting skin to look, um, even, that is a big part of it is getting the skin to look even and fresh and dewy and not cakey. So yeah. that is a lot of my job is getting faces to look good. And then, you know, a lot of times if I'm doing a cooking show for the food network, it's hot and there's a lot of, so I have to be absorbing. Sweating. Yeah. I, I, I can't just keep putting powder on them. I have to like uh, use these little paper wow. pads I have and lift and just pull up the oil and do that. So th that does happen a lot. I, I can transform a face um, if if you look on my Instagram or my website. Of my before and off, the before and afters are pretty remarkable, and uh, it, it, I love having a challenging face. Actually, those are the best ones for me. You know, there's always it's, you know I, I work with incredible models and actresses and stuff a lot, but when I get a face that's just ha that has wrinkles and discoloration and darkness and whatever, and I can just do what I do. And, and the, that's the best part of my job is to see someone's face when they don't feel good about themselves. And I've, you know, made them look like the best version of themselves. That feels so good to me. Which you know, I, just had a, uh, I just had a celebrities just like us moment when you said that she had really bad acne on her face. Like, yay, we're not the only ones with zits. Unfamous people are not the only ones with zits. That's cool. Famous people get zits. Everybody you know, I talk gets a lot zits. about, um, you know, nutrition. Like I, I'm a big proponent of, you know, green juice and drinking water and vinegar, Bragg's apple cider every morning. Um, celery juice clears acne like that. Um, it's super important. Your skin is a reflection of what you put into it. If you drink too much, if you do drugs, it's not going to look good. And it, I tell people all the time, alcohol is not going to make you pretty. It's not, you're not going to age well. It's, you're going to have all kinds of situations. So it's not your friend. So in addition to being a powerhouse and a celebrity makeup artist, you've also got your own line of products that I love. 
Uh, Best actually, lip gloss ever. I actually am featuring this on my S list this month at SamanthaChulis.com. Um, it's the Pretty Girl Lip Gloss, and it comes in five different colors, uh, all of which are, like, amazing. It's the perfect pop for the lip that you could ever want and desire. So I want to know, like, how did you, how long were you into your career before you decided to start your own line? And what goes into, like, formulating and makeup, make, making a product like this that, you know, we can now buy? So what is that like? So I thought this was going to be something that I was going to do in, like, a day and I'd be in shelves in Sephora in five minutes and that was that. And the, the reality is I worked with a chemist for almost a year to formulate the texture and the colors because I'm, I was self-funded at that time. Um, I paid for everything. And so I didn't have a ton of money to put into all these colors and all this stuff. So um, I worked, you know, I wanted all my makeup colors, all the lip gloss to look good on all of my friends that are all different shades of the rainbow. So um, it takes a lot longer, a lot more money, a lot more time. Tyler Florence was asking me one day, we were on a shoot and he's like, hey, how's it going with your company? And I said, oh my gosh, it's like so much money, so much time, so much. And he goes, look, if anyone knew how long any of this stuff took, no one would do anything. So, you know, you're not handed a CEO book. You're not handed anything. You just kind of start True. little by little and and then, you know, when I started, you know, I started my company in 99, which is like a thousand years ago. I did not know, like there was no Instagram. There was no Facebook. There was no beauty. There was just beauty editors at magazines. I had a publicist. I still have a publicist. And, you know, you would go to New York and LA and go to the Oscars and, and you would go to New York to meet with the beauty editors of the magazines. And that's how people that's how you dealt with people. Those are the, the, the beauty editors were the rock stars and then like the influencers of like today. And now those don't exist and the magazines aren't quite as powerful as they used to be, which is sad to me. Um, yeah. So it's, it's um, and w w an interesting thing happened in uh, during COVID in 2020, I um, was on this board of a skincare line and I removed myself and some investors came to me and now they're going to invest in Pretty Girl and we're going to do a new skincare line. We're doing a new hair care line um, and, we're, and we're going to expand uh, the Pretty Girl line. So, you know, when these miracles happen and you, when you least expect it and it's like such a blessing and, you know, I have a new, I have a new business partner, uh, Jordan Hall, and, you know, it's really a great balance. He owns a production company. But it's so great because that's where tons of money in, in the makeup industry goes of paying photographers and, and all that sort of thing. And we, he's got like this camera that they use on these amazing films and do. All, so it's just we're a really great team. We work well together. He he is great. Like we had to come up with a business plan, which was something that I had not really had to do before. And um, so it was it was great. So I'm very grateful uh, for all these miracles that continue to be happening in my life. And okay, you, you talk about miracles, but it's um, it's also you putting yourself out there yeah. and having the balls to to go forward without fear of failure. How did you get yourself into that mindset? Because you've you've been doing that for twenty plus years, and I think what holds a lot of people back is just they're they're so scared of failure they don't put themselves out there to be in the situations when the Jordan Halls call or or whatever it is. So. Um, how did you, how did you get yourself to that mental place? I think that I don't like, I don't see anything as a failure. I look at it as a lesson. So things are going to go wrong inevitably. 
I don't, you know, as long as everyone's healthy and my kids are healthy and happy and everything's good, these little bumps in the road are bumps in the road. I, I choose not to turn them into a big extravaganza of drama. I'm like, okay, I'll deal with the situation and move on. And when you turn, when you don't turn like a little bump into this huge thing, nothing really is a big deal. There are like little bumps, you deal with it and you move on. And, and they are lessons. You know, I, I don't look at anything as a failure. I, I look at everything as a blessing. And sometimes we don't know it's a blessing. We don't know why in this time or whatever, but sometimes things don't work out and it's for the better. And don't you realize too, like as we get older and we become these, you know, women of our 40s and 50s is like the things that we let bother us or, you know, how things affect us are differently different than they were 20 years ago when we're in our 20s and everything's a freaking catastrophe. Right. But now we're like, okay, like I can manage this. And what am I going to learn from this? This might not make sense right now, but like, okay. Um, I think it's interesting to see that transition that we all go through, right? I think so too. And I do, that's one of the blessings of getting older. Like things just don't really, you realize that what really matters are not these little bumps. They're just bumps. And, you know, you, you have other things in life that are so much more important. And, and you know, I, I really choose to be happy. Being in a bad mood and, and feeling negative just feels so foreign and yucky to me. I don't like it. So I really try to stay in a, in a positive place and it so doesn't always question what do you think your hardest lesson to learn was being in business for 20 years like what's the one thing that you were like this was this was hard um asking for help knowing that you know being you know I think being a CEO an effective one is really important um learning to hire people you, you don't need to do everything you don't need to prove everything to anyone you need to hire people that are brilliant and and to help them, you know, work as a team to get everyone to come on board and, and work together to be effective. Uh, that's been a good lesson. A, a good, another lesson is, you know, it's really important to take time for oneself. Uh, you know, you need to exercise, you need to sleep, you need to, you know, do things that make you happy and joyful. I mean, happy, you know, you don't need to suffer in this life. You know, you do need to eat a piece of cake or, you know, do whatever it is that makes you happy. I have a horse that I go ride, which I'm going to do after we're done today. And, and he makes me super happy. Um, my children are an incredible blessing. My daughters are having extraordinary lives. Um, my oldest daughter, Melania, started a company called Ruja. Um, she studied at Central St. Martin's in London and graduated in Parsons in New York. And she started her own like a couture loungewear line um, that's going to be in Neiman Marcus in June. So hey now, yeah. woo, woo. very proud of her. And then uh, my daughter Rose went to NYU. She's a screenwriter in LA and, you know, she's written scripts. She's worked on TV shows. So, you know, I'm and my sons are, you know, in school, one's in college and he's on the golf team. He's trying to turn pro and my little one's in eighth grade and you know he's playing competitive golf uh, you know in California and, and in other states and you know I'm very proud of them that they're you know focused and they're happy and you know they're doing things that bring joy to their lives and purpose so I think it's really really and they fun. have a good mom hello mom's done good I try I'm really proud of my son Ben who is um uh, was the twin of my son Bo that passed away um, at this Northern Light School in Oakland, uh, they have a uh, Vita Blue uh, puts on a celebrity golf tournament every year. And for the past four years, uh, Ben has been on a par three hole, 
hitting a golf ball. People would give him money and raise money for his twin and his dad's foundations. And, you know, the first year was like 1,500, 3,000 the next year, and then 12,000. And then the last year was $35,500. One day, one 13 year old boy. And, you know, it just feels so great to me to see him at such a young age contributing and um, helping others and, and in honor of his twin brother and, uh, and his dad. So those are the kind of things that really uh, I am very proud of, of my kids. Apple does not fall far from the tree. And in this case, none of the apples fell too far. Well, successful mom, successful kids. Congratulations. Thank you. I am very proud of them. And, you know, they're, they, they're really funny. They make me laugh. And uh, it's nice, you know, they get older and they leave. And that's a little hard being an empty nester and a widow at the same time. It was like, wait, where are my people? Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, you, I, I enjoyed being, you know, when they were young, but I also enjoy this time now that my house is clean all the time. And, <laughs> you know, I have time for myself to do things. And like, you know, I was in Carmel for two days, you know, doing some meetings and, you know, I can, I can go to LA and work on a project or whatever. So it, there's, uh, there's, you know, you just have to enjoy whatever time you're in, in your life, enjoy the children time. And then you enjoy the time that you've got more time for yourself that you didn't have before. And I think we've, it's a common theme we keep discussing is how women do not provide themselves with that time for whatever reason, because we don't make the time or we don't know that we deserve the time. And it's, it, it's not great that it takes the kids leaving um, to have, you know, become an empty nester or have these like dynamic life shifts to then have these revelations that like, look, ladies, we deserve to take time for ourselves. Well, it's, important. it's so interesting you say that because I work with this uh, energy healer, Diane in uh, Canada, who's amazing, but she was teaching me that like, you can't give an orange unless you have a basket of oranges to give. You yes. know what I mean? And so I think you're right. It is super important to take a little time for yourself. You are a better mother, a better wife, a better friend when you, when your basket is full and it can't be full until you and everyone deserves some time to exercise or laugh with their friends and go on a walk. It's super important. And, and, and it's so interesting because one of my daughters, Rose, said to me, you know, mom, your lectures on drugs and alcohol were like really dumb. And I'm like, I'm like what? I thought they were award winning. What are you talking about? And she's like, no, your example of hard work. We've never seen you drunk or high. Uh, you know, how you treat people those, your example was so much more powerful than any lecture you could give it. I really just learned that like a year ago when she told me that. I, I did not realize that the example I set was, was so strong. And, and so thank God it was a good one, um, but, but that was interesting. So that's one thing I think um, if I could give advice to any mom is like, you know, your words don't mean anything. If you know, you gotta walk, you gotta do the walk. Don't the just- walk. No, my mom and dad were the same. Like, it's interesting because people, moms always, mothers will say like, oh, I have the mom guilt or I'm working too much. And it's like, no, your kids see you. And that's like, the reason I am the woman I am is because of the mother that I had who worked and who got her shit done and taught us how to be these, you know, established adults in society. Um, and I think there's something to be said about that for sure. Yeah, it, it's true. I, and it, it's so funny that it took me so many years to even realize that I really didn't know. I didn't, didn't, you know. So it's, it's interesting what your kids teach you. 
I know they are pretty <laughs> smart. Yes, they are. We're all we're all still learning so much as we go. <laughs> I know it's it's so funny all that life you know to just feel like you're always learning something and experiencing something new. I think that's really great and. Uh, well, to be open to it, right? Yes, so, so, many people to open. Take, so many people take themselves like so seriously, like they got it all figured out. And it's like, no, girl, like we oh. are in progress. No. Once you think you figure it out, then, you know, the universe is going to slam on your head and go, guess what? No, you don't. <laughs> Some is- weird catastrophe happened. I mean, I thought my life was, I had the perfect life. I was married to the love of my life and I live in a pretty house and I go to fa- I'm agents and I do all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, no, you don't. Your life's upside down and now you got to get un upside down and figure it out. So, yeah. Wow. That's resilience for you. That actually shows how strong you are and you know, what you can do when you are, you know, placed in that situation. No, you kind of need to deal with, I mean, you're going to have to deal with it one way or another. I mean, so I just figure I deal with it now. Like, what are you going to wait for? It's, it's not going away. No, yeah. it's not going to go away. And it's also, I think they always say like, God only gives you what you can handle, which I hate. I, I don't like that saying because I don't either. Like it's, it's bullshit. Okay. Like nobody can handle too much, but it's the way that you choose to handle it and the way that you choose to live your life and to take sadness and, you know, despair and be able to counteract that with, with positivity and, and being real and raw with it is, is something very cool. And I really appreciate you for sharing that with us today, because I think, you know, what, what looks on the outside and what goes on in the inside are very different things. And oh no, that's for sure. I mean, I've had so many people tell me like, you know, they think my life is so, you know, they, this person that they see when they Google me or something is me. And I'm like, you know, that's her like that's Yeah. So it's just, um, it's different, you know, people, everyone's human and they're trying their best. And, you know, I think it's important to just be open and honest and, and, and a good kind person. And I think life is, life's so amazing if you let it be. Absolutely. It certainly is. It's been really great talking to you today. Our time is up, unfortunately, but I love you guys. This was so fun. Thank you. You're amazing. For all of us here at the Inspired Crew, we want to thank Christina Flack for joining us today and thank our listeners for spending time with us. Uh, We hope you pulled a nugget or two out of this chat to help you get through the week. For more Inspired, please follow us on Podbean where you can find our new episodes every Monday at 10 a.m. And we're looking forward to sharing more Grown Up Girl Talk with you next week. Until then, be inspired.